You're listening to RaceWire. We're talking Ultraman World Championships with Billy Edwards, who's kicking back and relaxing in Hawaii. Yes, sir. I'm uh, finally enjoying Kailua Kona a little bit more for its... Uh, um, for what it's known for with regards to the tourists. Um, and uh, we're trying to get a little bit away from the race mentality. Um, we are going to awards tonight. And uh, I don't know, tomorrow maybe we try to jump off the end of the world and uh, maybe do some other little things. But uh, i got about another 24, 24 to 28 hours here. So tell us about the third day going into the run. How are you feeling? Oh, I, I, um, I woke up, felt pretty good. Um, it was, uh, you know, I trained pretty hard uh, for the run, done a lot of uh, pace working with regards to uh, making sure I trained pretty good at, a, at more of a uh, double marathon pace. Um, having grown up in more of a uh, uh, collegiate running scene where a lot of a lot of long runs look more like tempo runs, I'd done a lot of long, slow training. I'd done, definitely worked a little bit, a lot of discipline in there. So, I was mentally ready, and I was pretty stoked. Uh, uh, still a little bit nervous about what had happened the day before with regards to the bike wreck, but uh, I, I was pretty pumped. Um, you know, woke up and uh, we had power off in our house, so so we had a little bit of difficulty getting coffee, which when you have a double marathon, it's not exactly ideal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I felt good. I felt pumped. And what was the start like? Was it like a time trial? Did they send you out at a a handicap? Or did you start in a group? No, it's again. It was, it's so this is you know stage racing, just as it's uh, uh, you know it's any other kind of stage race. You're you're down on time, up on time, you know, based on the, the accumulation of the previous stages. So I was down about an hour and twenty to first place, and down about uh, forty minutes, I believe, to uh, second place. And, uh, you know, I, I was pretty much to the mentality that, you know, anything could happen. Um, the first place guy who'd ridden so strong, didn't know what he would be able to do. Um, you know, at that point I was like, well, maybe he must be pretty prepared to, uh, take this home. And then the second place guy, I didn't know, maybe I could run into him and, uh, you know, either he would falter and maybe I could gain some time and, uh, move up a spot. So I was pretty much, uh, mentally locked in on, uh, you know, trying to maneuver within those first three spots. And Oh, and you asked me about how it started, which I totally avoided that question there, George. I'm so <laughs> sorry. But but the answer to that is we started all together in you mass did. on the side of the road um, at 6 o'clock in the morning. It was just about dark. Um, and as we took off, then our crews would follow us down the road. So, um, yeah. You know, it's... It's easy for me to think, well, okay, you know, I'd be riding another 10 hours from now or whatever, but running, I'd still be running eight hours from now. What's that like going through your head? Are you not even thinking about that? I really wasn't that nervous. I was, uh, I, I was actually more excited. Um, I had talked to my, my coach the night before, Joanna, and we had talked about, you know, the scenario because here I was, uh, not really in a position to defend, if you will, and uh, more in a position where I didn't have anything to lose. I mean, you know, you know, we talked about, hey, you know, this is, this is an opportunity where, you know, it's, you know, I've done all the training. Let's go ahead and put it all to the test, and let's go and put it all out on the line and 
see what I can run for a double marathon, I mean, given all this training I had. So, um, yeah, I, I was I was honestly thinking about it more in uh, stages of the upcoming race or the, the the double marathon. You know, I knew the course pretty well. It's the uh, the the course is basically the bike back from Javi in the normal Ironman. So yes, I'm used to seeing that uh, four times in a race on a bike. But at the same time, I knew it. I knew the I knew the terrain. I knew the 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 major uh, milestones to hit. And so those were the things. That's what I was thinking about is how I was going to pace myself over those uh, several milestones. And how did you feel when the run started? Oh, it felt phenomenal. Um, I'm super relaxed. Um, one of the gentlemen uh, who's done the trace many a times, a guy named Miro Krieger, who is from Slovenia, mind you. Uh, you ever, I don't know if you've ever heard of any endurance athletes from Slovenia. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, uh, but yes, there's an ultra triathlete as well. who's done, I think he's won here twice again in Miro Krieger. Um, and, uh, just about as famous in the small ultra triathlon world is, uh, Marco Ballo or, uh, Yuri Robic. So, um, you know, he took off, like, just took off going probably 545 pace, which, uh, I mean, if you were to stretch it out for the entire race would have been right around 545, 550 or 545 for the entire race. Uh, but he just took off and, uh, most of us sat back and I sat in and, uh, actually put myself right behind, uh, David Kalinowski, the, the Australian. And uh, he had a pacer with him after about mile two, and they were running a, just a nice, easy, relaxed pace. Um, I, I actually took a water bottle with me to drink because I knew I needed to hydrate early. And uh, I was on my game plan. Um, I actually, I think I ate a little more than I thought I would be able to eat the night, uh, the morning of. So I didn't quite take as much nutrition in the first 30 to 45 minutes as I, I actually didn't take any because uh, I just was a little bit full. Um, but I, you know, I was ready, and uh, I was running really relaxed. And then what happened? Well, the road kicked up, and uh, I honestly still don't have a full grasp of what happened. But um, as the road started to kick up, I just uh, so I had to put a little bit of an effort in, and then I uh, started becoming uh, shorter breath. And uh, I'm I, uh, I I do have a, a small um, bit of exercise-induced asthma. Um, I do use an, an albuterol ventilator. Uh, inhaler. Um, I generally have to use it before uh, harder efforts. Um, you know, if it's a moderate type uh, effort um, or the weather's really good and humid, um, I really don't have that many issues. Uh, in Boulder, if there's uh, things that trigger my allergies, like uh, like in the spring, um, sometimes I, I need to use it. I, I need to be very careful about using it. Um, and I also, if I have like a sinus infection or something like that. So, um, yeah, I, I started to have a, sh- a shortness of breath. Um, but I had used my inhaler in the morning before just to make sure, um, sort of use it a little bit as a preventative measure. Um, but I became very short of breath and, uh, um, and I knew I was starting to have a little bit of an issue. Um, and I, I cur- I was not ca- carrying my inhaler at that time. Um, and so I immediately, uh, got my crew to, uh, get me, inha- give me my inhaler and, and get it over to me. So Billy, how were you able to get word to your crew? Were they right there with you? 
they they were they were uh, they were actually coming up a little bit sh- uh, slower than I probably would have liked them, but maybe that was because I was already uh, I was starting to get a little bit of the rest. Um, but once they finally got up there, they what they would do is they would crew from the um, uh, the the same the, the direction of traffic, um, but we were running against traffic on the left side of the road, so they would run over across tra- uh, traffic, which was pretty minimal for that time of day. And then they would either hand me a bottle or hand me a gel or, um, in this case, they would come over, they came over to the side of the road and, uh, handed me an inhaler. Um, in actuality, uh, they handed me an inhaler and then about a mile or two down the road, um, one of my athletes who was crewing for me, Clay, uh, jumped on the road, uh, with a bottle and he immediately started pacing me, which was, is, is totally illegal. Um, and, and part of uh, the racing is allowing a pacer to run with you. And I think it's a safety thing as well. It does help uh, keep, keep the athlete, you know, properly fueled because, because again, the weather and terrain are pretty gnarly out there. Uh, but unfortunately, my, I was using mine more almost as a uh, medical first aid as well. So, so did the inhaler help? Uh, actually it didn't. And, uh, it, it got progressively worse and, uh, honestly got so bad that, uh, I was actually ground to a halt. Um, uh, it was, you know, I was here, I was running with Clay and, uh, you know, Clay was, you know, he's, he's a little bit younger. Um, and, uh, goodness knows here he was seeing his coach, you know, in quite a bit of, uh, issues. And he was sitting here telling me, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, in the back of my mouth, no, no, it's not okay. Uh, I sound like I'm running a 440 mile and I'm running eight minute pace. Uh, and, uh, it, what happened was I think I, it, it got bad. Um, I tried taking the inhaler and, uh, it, what I think didn't happen was I didn't quite get the inhaler, uh, or the, the, the medicine into my lungs. Um, uh. eventually we had to, I had to come to a complete stop. Uh, I was in a, I probably escalated it myself because, uh, I mean, uh, when you, when you can't breathe, it's a scary freaking thing. And I had never had it that bad, put it that way. So really in our, in our first chat with the Ultraman world championship, you even said that really your goal was just to finish. And were you able to do that? Yeah, uh, I, I I was I was. Um, it was uh, it was it was uh, it was an interesting uh, twenty to thirty minutes there, um, because in that moment I literally uh, was experiencing something in athletics I had never experienced with regards to what my body was doing. Um, I am used to being able to be in control of my body, um, and if I have issues in a race, they're more due to um, you know the effort that I'm putting in and uh, the pain that I'm inflicting on my body. And although it is my body that, it, that was going against me, um, it still was something I, it was completely unknown and it was freaking scary. Uh, and uh, the point is that I, you know, I, I, I was able to dig myself out of the hole. Um, there were moments there that I, you know, if I had continued to, to breathe that way, um, there was no way I was going to be able to finish. Um, uh, we did. We actually got uh, my coach's father on the phone, and uh, he basically he's also he's a MD, PhD in uh, allergy and asthma stuff, and uh, he literally talked me through it and uh, got me to uh, 
uh, get my heart rate down and uh, go through the process, a, pro- a much better protocol with regards to getting the inhaler used. And then I basically had to turn off the race. I had to let the race literally go down the road um, because anytime the road pitched up, I wasn't going to be able to go because what was happening was the, basically the bog in the air, the volcanic ash in the air was going to cause me to have um, automatic spasms. So I basically had to sort of turn down the engine and just go into uh, sort of a survival mode. So, um, But, uh, I mean, there was a, a slight moment in there that I thought maybe I wouldn't be able to finish, uh, that I'd have to, you know, in that being the case, I was, you know, almost as worried about my, my overall uh, well-being and <laughs> continuing to breathe whatsoever. Uh, but once I was able to keep the breath, you know, get my breath under control, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to finish this damn thing. So, yeah. Well, congratulations on making a very tough decision to keep going. I'm very impressed with what you did, Billy. I appreciate it. Thanks. I mean, I'm, it's uh, something I'm still uh, wrestling with. Um, I'm, I'm a competitor. Um, you know, I, I came here to do really well. Um, yeah, I did come here to finish, but I had, you know, I, you know, they say, you know, I had, I had some lofty goals, and uh, it was, it was tough. So. Uh, you know, I, I, pre- I do appreciate that. Um, even though tr- still in my head, I'm still uh, uh, debating debating that whole factor myself. I'm sure. I mean, I always hear the, oh, it's everybody's a winner who gets to the starting line. And it's like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> that is such a true statement. I mean, it is sort of a, again, it's sort of a cliche, but I honestly believe that uh, they're, you know, at the pointy end, those people may say it, but they really don't mean it. Yeah, I mean, I'm with it, but I am just so impressed that you were able to pick up from what you were going through and push yourself to the finish. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I mean, I definitely, um, I don't want to, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you've, you've put together, you know, different elements for races like these, uh, for a Ram, for a Furnace Creek, for a Hoodoo, for, for any of these, like, ultra-type events. And, uh, somehow I actually put together a damn good crew that, um, you know, I don't know whether your friends pick you or you pick your friends, but, you know, somehow it all came together. And the fact that, you know, even, uh, I even had issues that came up from the bike rack that were starting to bother me. And, um, you know, my crew chief was smart enough to call my coach to, you know, even, you know, come up with good ideas to, to battle that down the road because I think I was on the road longer than I thought and I was going at a different gate and uh, those were causing issues. And then I had this massage, my uh, Josh, who was uh, the massage therapist, he knew exactly what to do and how to, you know, remedy those things. So, you know, um, you know, it's, it is cliche to say, you know, you can't get through with that crew. Um, but, you know, I was, I was, I was pretty stoked, you know, and, I, and a lot of goes, goes to them, you know, Amanda Clay, Aaron, and uh, Josh for uh, keeping it together and, uh, you know, allowing me to freak out to a point uh, and uh, is what, in, in understanding my situation, understanding my competitiveness and uh, uh, helping me, you know, kind of get into a, a different mentality and, and get down the road. Well, Billy, we're looking forward to sitting down with you when you get back to Boulder and really going into this and uh, coming at it from some different angles and really trying to pick your brain on on this event. Not even going to ask you right now if this is something you'd consider again. Maybe Monday. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's this is not, it's not the first time 
Uh, probably won't be the last time I consider that. Uh, definitely won't be uh, anytime soon. Or not, won't be for another. I probably won't be here next year, but at the same time, uh, yeah, it's a good thing, good topic of conversation down the road. All right. Billy Edwards, thanks very much for joining us. Hey, good to talk to you, George, no matter what. Racewire, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.